The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. Why, hello everyone, and welcome to this edition of Bunker Mania, Bunkerzilla UK's official wrestling podcast. I am Jeremy Graves, and joining me on this fine Wednesday, the 16th of March evening, as we are taping this live at twitch.tv slash Bunkerzilla UK, is of course my good partner in crime for each and every episode. And we are chatting wrestling once again today. It is the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton. Good sir, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I hope everyone is doing well as well. Whoever's watching us on Twitch. Uh, I and I went off on a random tangent there and it made no sense. But hello, everyone. Yes. <laughs> hello to, every, hello to think, everyone watching on Twitch, YouTube, or listening on the audio podcast. Hello yeah, you, you, I think you've encapsulated how a lot of just wrestling fans are feeling this week in general. Because it's, yeah. it's been a... Yeah, we'll get onto this in a moment because suffice mm. to say, there was some really sad news that broke this week, which we are going to go in depth on. But before we get to discussing that, just to forgive the phrasing, get some housekeeping out of the way, if you will. Mm-hmm. If you are joining us live on the recording and broadcast more to the point on twitch.tv slash UK, you can engage with us in the chat. You can leave your thoughts as we're going along. If you've got any thoughts that you would like to convey as well, you never know. We may even be able to read them out on the show as well and use those as some talking points. For those of you listening to the show, be it on the likes of Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, you name it, you can more than likely find Bunker Mania there. Thank you very much for giving us a chance. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back to the show. If you want to at some point, make sure you tell a friend about the show as well. If you're someone who likes to engage in some video content outside of the world of Twitch, there is also the official Bunkerzilla YouTube channel. If you go there, you'll be able to find some past full broadcasts of ours, as well in the coming weeks and months, various clips from other shows as well. So keep mm-hmm. an eye out for that. And if you're here on Twitch and you would like to give us a follow, we would really, really like that because then you can be kept up to date with future broadcasts coming from Bunkerzilla UK. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeedy. So good, sir. I appreciate I've just kind of rattled through that. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it's because it has been a pretty sad week when it comes to wrestling because there it was... Has. Yeah, we should just say from the outset, for those who are not aware, Scott Hall, otherwise known as Razor Ramon, when it comes to classic WWE slash WWF, unfortunately passed away. I want to say it was either Monday at this point, Ian, correct me if I'm wrong. It it was was Monday, yes. It was, um, Mm. yeah, the announcement came just before uh, WWE Raw uh, started this week. Yeah, and obviously there was a lot of news breaking over the weekend about his status Mm. and how he was doing. And it's just a really sad story. The, the the crux of it, you know, without going into too much detail, to be quite frank, is that he had recently suffered, I think it was a broken hip mm. that he had. It was definitely a, a significant hip injury that required some surgery. And seemingly following complications from that, he suffered three heart attacks during that, at which point he was effectively on life support and the family then made the decision to discontinue the life support and he ended up passing away with his family and various friends by the sound of it present as well Mm -hmm. it it's really 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 sad and more from the perspective of that his i don't want to use the word redemption story because it's the wrong word to use but it really encapsulates what scott hall has gone through 
over the past decade or so. When you think of how on top of the world he was when it comes to the world of wrestling and how he was in WCW as well, then once the Monday Night Wars ended, you would see him around places. But then obviously at some point in time, there was word going around, things weren't going so well for him. And there was a very, I'll say infamous video of him at an indie wrestling show where he just clearly was not having a good day. And there were other videos of other events he was at as well that just... It painted, I will say, just not a nice picture of where he was at. But ultimately, he got himself together. And that was in part because of his good friend Diamond Dallas Page and through DDP Yoga and whatnot. And if you watch the the Resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts documentary, that is an integral part of that. And it's not an easy watch, but it is an integral part of that. And he was ultimately inducted into the Hall of Fame twice, obviously, once as Razor Ramon, once as part of the NWO. And yeah, unfortunately, he is he has now passed away. And it's I have incredibly I'm just really sad, Ian. I appreciate I've said yeah. a lot in the past minutes. So I'll give you a chance to to say something, but it, it's really difficult to put the words together of just how much this has hit me. Yeah, I think I think for a lot of diehard wrestling fans, especially those in the attitude of the Monday Night Wars and that sort of stuff, Scott Hall was was pretty much like part of the foundations, especially for WCW and the NWO side of things. Um, I've, I, I've been watching and, and reading a lot of stuff about Scott Hall since his passing uh, from Monday. Uh, so listening to, to podcasts with Fightful, Wrestle Talk, that sort of stuff, and learning, and learning bits and pieces more about him as a performer and some of the pivotal sort of like, some of the pivotal sort of um, influences that he's, he's had or basically the things that he's sort of done. So um, I was watching, uh, what was it? I was watching uh, the WWE photo shoot show uh, this afternoon and they talk about the introduction of Razor Ramon, the bad guy. And it's a, it, it, they make no bones about it. It's a character that is inspired by Scarface played by Al, Al Pacino. But obviously, the size difference is very noticeable in, in this one, <laughs> and that's what that's what he kind of touched on in 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 the um in the episode. But one of the things that I was fascinated about, especially with the the birth of Razor Ramon, is how it was one of the the earliest examples of using vignettes to introduce a brand new wrestler into the WWF at the time. And basically, they had gone off to Miami, uh, not not Miami, not the convention, sorry, <laughs> and they'd gone off to. Miami, there we go, Miami, um, to fil- to spend a day filming all these sort of vignettes. Vince flew down as well. He hand-directed it from start to finish in a guerrilla style. They had no sort of permits or anything like that. They kind of had to do it all on the fly and quickly. And there's this, this wonderful sort of behind-the-scenes footage of, of, um, of uh, Scott Hall ready to sort of do a take. And someone's just going, oh, where, 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 what's happening? Oh, oh it's like, oh, we're filming. We're filming something for for TV show. Oh, when can I watch it? Well, you're going to have to wait a little bit. It's not just ready right now, and that sort of thing. But it's just, but yeah, it's just like those. It's those little, it's those things that he's involved. He's had, it's those things he's been involved with over the course of his career that have kind of had like big sort of ripple effects in in um in in wrestling in general. I mean, obviously joining Kevin Nash and going over to WCW as the Outsiders, creating the NWO, even the whole business pro- uh, practice of getting guaranteed contracts going over to WCW. It changed it changed the business level for a lot of performers in wrestling in there. So it's like, and again, you look at NWO, you look at the stable, you look at how 
our attitude with uh, TV, especially WWE and WCW, basically the wrestling landscape changed. And, and, and more often than not, Scott Hall was part of it in some way, whether as a front and center point or even just a bit player. He is, he is there. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of very, it's basically his influence. You may not have re- rec- realized it while you kind of been watching wrestling at the time, but when you look back and you, you read more about his career and, and you hear all these sort of stories, you realize how much of an influence he really was as well. I mean, you even see in today's, um, in today's wrestlers, I mean, um, more, I think the clear point would be Damien Priest. Damien Priest has had conversations with Scott Hall. He, he, he sort of, some of his uh, uh, entrance is kind of inspired with the Razor Ramon because he does sort of like the, uh, you know, for the benefit of those listening to the audio podcast, I'm trying to do the Razor Ramon kind of, kind of surf mo- motion that, down that, the aisle way. The, the classic Scott Hall walk. Like yeah. You, and you know what I mean if I say that. Yeah. So, um, so he, he's talked, he talked about sort of like, oh, I'm, can I, can I use a little bit in this for my, for my entrance? And Scott Hall goes, well, I, I did it mostly because I didn't want people to touch me. Whereas Damien Priest has gone, okay, well, if I just extenuate my arms a bit wider and then pretend I'm feeding off the energy of the crowd, that makes me a bit, that kind of takes it to another level. Uh, and also uh, one of the uh, movies in Damien Priest's repertoire right now is The Razor's Edge. It's, I think it's what it's either one or one. I think it's about to become his main finisher, or it's one of his main finishers now. And so, also, to, just to throw another example, like Ethan Page in AEW, one mm-hmm. of his moves is the Ego's Edge, which is literally the Razor's Edge. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, what, what you said though about him, the way I describe it, like you said, he's involved in so many pivotal moments in the way that wrestling has evolved. Mm. over the past 30 years or so. Yeah. And it's almost, I liken it to thinking like, if you've got like, say, you're playing a game, like a, a deck building game, if you will, and mm. you have a hand, you've got a hand of cards, and you're like, if I can get some particular cards, I know I'm in with a good shot of winning this. Scott Hall, more often than not, would be one of those cards if you had the choice. Yes. It's a very weird analogy to make, but that's kind of the way it works in my head. So this... Just to sort of go back to the beginning of how we both discovered him, how do you remember first discovering Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon? What's your like earliest memory? I think it would have to be NWO, but not NWO in WCW. It's more NWO uh, when they went over to WWE. Oh, for, so two thousand two era. Yeah, two thousand two era, and I and I know, and uh, they have. It's one of like the highlights of his WWE run. Um, when he came back, uh, Scott Hall had a, a WrestleMania X8 match against Steve Austin and has the best... That, that one of the, stunner. <laughs> the, the stunner cell is just so wonderful. It's like, yes, you've got you've got The Rock who sort of pushes himself off the ground and kind of does like a cartwheel flip, whereas it's like Scott Hall takes it, it's like his head goes down and then he just bounces right backwards. <laughs> Full energy as well. It's like he's frozen in time as well, though, because I think if I remember correctly, it was a double stunner. Then he yeah. did one, and he kind of mm. just then stands back up, and he does yeah. the second one, and that's when he just literally his body just goes in the air down like yeah. a lead weight, but he's like just not doing. moving. It's like he's frozen. It's like it's like he's Sylvester Stallone in Demolition Man when he's been frozen in that liquid. <laughs> it's the only way I can describe it, and it's a really weird <laughs> thing to say, but okay. it is phenomenal. And the thing is, though, Scott Hall in himself, he. It's a phrase that Vince McMahon used to say on commentary back in like the Razor Ramon days. But mm. he always said like he oozes charisma. And Scott yeah. Hall literally does. 
Mm. He was someone who just was always cool. Like when you just you saw him, you thought, man, he's cool. Like he, you just can't not be. He's just one of those people that it worked with. And for me, so I've got a fun story about my discovery of Razor Ramon because I I got heavily into wrestling probably around 96, 97 time. I was okay. aware of it here and there before that, but because mm. I didn't really have much access to Sky TV until around 96, 97 time. And I was only able to find like WWF when I could like say pop round to a friend's house and stuff predominantly. And we would mm. occasionally find like an episode of Raw on a Friday night, I think it was or something, because that's how it worked back then, people, yeah. just to sound old. And I then wanted to start collecting VHS tapes. So I would get all the latest events when I could, even you know, parents helping and whatnot. But then mm. I also then discovered there's loads of older events as well. So I started building a backlog of wrestling tapes that I would buy, which would go back to around the 93, 94, 95 time period. Okay. And, and I first discovered Razor Ramon specifically on the WrestleMania 10 VHS in that ladder match with Shawn Michaels. Oh, there you go. That was that was honestly not planned. You bring up that graphic on the video here, but you know what? <laughs> Perfect segue. But literally, that was my first Razor Ramon match I remember seeing. And I was a big Shawn Michaels fan because, mm. you know, at the time I didn't realize, you know, this is actually really freaking old and, you know, times have changed sort of thing. So I didn't know who Razor was, but that match just won me over, let alone because it was a ladder match, but just his entire persona, the music, just how mm. he looked and the, like the pyro stuff on his entrance. It was just really, really cool. And then to kind of add a fun twist to this story, at some point around, like I say, late 96, early 97 time, my parents were then able to get Sky TV in our house. Mm. This was like a big deal. Really was. I, I, I mean, I, got, I mean, my parents got Sky in 96, 97 as well. And that mm. was like, oh, the future. It's like, well, the way we've watched television will change. I mean, as, as, a, as a kid, you kind of, it's just it's a side, side tangent. It's like when you get when you have something like Sky TV installed, for, and this is the first time, and you're so used to like the five general channels at the time, it's just like, whoa, it's so much. And there's 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 Cartoon Network, there's yep. there's the Children's Channel, there's Nickelodeon. This so, is the TV of that calls to me. It's, <laughs> anyway. a, it, it, it's funny you mentioned Cartoon Network because this is where it kind of comes into my story now because. Yeah. I didn't know that WCW Nitro was airing in the UK. And there was a point when it came to watching all the VHS tapes, even going through like 1996 VHS mm. tapes as well, where I was just like, at some point, where have Diesel and Razor Ramon gone? Like, they're just, they're not here anymore. And then eventually mm. on WWF television, they kind of started bringing in their own version twos of them. <laughs> and not I was kind of like... The fakes, not the literally. fakes. And it was like, this is a bit weird, but sure. But I, was, <laughs> I, did, I wasn't smart, if you will, to mm. wrestling. So no. I just took it for what it was. And I was watching Cartoon Network one time. It must have been around summertime 1997. And mm. on a Friday night, because back then it wasn't a 24-hour channel, it would end at about 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And randomly, it then became TNT. And the first program that appeared on Friday night when Cartoon Network finished, I discovered, was WCW Monday Nitro. And what was one of the first things I saw on whichever episode it was? It was the freaking NWO and Scott Hall and Kevin Nash coming out. And I was suddenly like, wait a minute. Again, you with the graphic there. I did not plan this at all. But, but And I'm just like, wait a minute. Uh, is that... They, uh, wait, is that... 
Hulk Hogan? Like, wait, he's actually called Hulk Hogan. So yeah, that's definitely him. Yeah. Who the heck's, <laughs> who's Kevin Nash? He looks really familiar. He re- that other guy really looks like Razor Ramon. Literally, this is what I'm like because I don't know. Mm. And then eventually, I think after talking with some friends at school or just piecing it together, I figured out they were the same people, but obviously mm. didn't realize the whole business aspect. And I just thought, oh, okay, this is kind of like just an- almost like, you know, well, another multiverse kind of thing. That's one of the more fascinating things about that whole period, especially when it comes to, to Hall and Nash, because back in that time, we don't have. We don't have we don't have wrestling websites. We don't have social media covering everything left, right, and center. So, understandably, a lot of fans were not in the know that their contracts had run out of WWF at the time, and they weren't getting the money they wanted. So they decided to jump ship. So when they turn up as the outsiders, and you've got a Scott, uh, I think there's a promo where Scott Hall goes into one of the rings and just goes, "You know who I am." That was his but debut. you don't know why I'm here. And, and that in itself like... caused a lawsuit, that, that promo. <laughs> <laughs> because he was but literally no, doing the Razor Ramon character on Nitro. So it was like, yeah. yeah and obviously we would, we would find that out years later and whatnot. But like mm. at the time it was like really weird and confusing. But also at this time, this is when, you know, I think it was probably around 98-ish or ni- late 97 in the UK when the Nintendo 64 came out. Yeah, And one of the first wrestling games, well, for an English audience that came out was WCW versus NWO World Tour. And so now mm. I could be Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and they were people I used regularly. And I was discovering other WCW wrestlers. I had no freaking idea who they were. And even the random people they had created, like AKI Man, because it was developed by AKI Games. You know, random stuff like that. And then... I, I just, I embraced the whole WCW thing. I still liked WWF, but this was almost like like the, the new jewel that I had found. Mm. Like my precious, I got really got into it. And I just kept following. I thought that NWO was the coolest thing, particularly by 98, like the NWO Wolfpack. That to me was like peak NWO stuff. And mm. Scott Hall, like you were saying earlier, has been a part of all of this. And the way he just developed as a wrestler and how clearly he was just so good. Like, mm. it's just one of those things. In fact, like, as an example, this is pretty more for the benefit of the video viewers, but I'll try and describe it. I did a bit of digging and I found my VHS cassette of WCW Uncensored 1998. And on this event, it's got Sting v. Scott Hall and the front cover literally shows Sting doing a particular move. But you just look at how dynamic that looks as a photo. Mm. And Scott Hall is front and center in that. And he was just so damn good and could work so well with pretty much anyone. This is just a mm. testament to how great Scott Hall was as a wrestler. And it's just, it's, it's just so surreal talking about Scott Hall like we are today. And it's really, really sad, but it's such an incredible career and whatnot. Mm. And I, I won't go on too much more about like, because I could literally go on all day talking on the, the sort of the, the uh, the subject that I'm on, but mm. suffice to say, if you are not familiar with Scott Hall and what he has done, be it as Razor Ramon or as Scott Hall, or even pre WWE stuff, you know he he was mm. involved in the AWA for a bit as well, and there is footage of that, and even early WCW when he has got a mighty fine looking goatee and stuff, or mighty fine oh, tash, I should say, because uh, yeah, diamond stud, I, yeah, because yeah, because he had like really sort of wavy hair, blonde hair back. as well. And it's like this big proper tash as well. Yeah. 
and it's yeah i think um i think uh he had like a like a tree a free man tag match uh with larry zabisco and zabisco was just going hey i want to get this guy over because he's got a great look and yep. all that sort of stuff and that's really cool and then when it comes to wcw they bring in uh larry zabisco a bit further down in for the uh, commentary booth for when it was nitro hmm. um so yeah i mean generally it's kind of like what i what i've done what i've been doing since the passing is kind of been watching the odd match and the odd documentary and stuff like that. So I've watched the ladder match from WrestleMania 10, and yeah. that's a very good match. I watched I watched the one, two, three Kid and Razor tag match against Michaels and Diesel. Is this on the one episode. I recommended to you when we were yeah. texting each other? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's just from late, it's, from late 1994 on one of the WWF's random syndicated shows. Like, I'm not sure yeah. if it was ever in the UK, but it was called the Action Zone. Action Zone. <laughs> and they were taking on the they were taking on Michaels and Diesel for uh, for the tag, the tag team belts and stuff. Yep. And it's like, obviously when you've got big guy, little guy, little, little guy, one, two, three kid, who would go on to become X-Pac and all that sort of stuff, uh, which should take, would take most of the offense and be the one who had to give Razor Ramon the whole tag. Ah, ah, it's swapped around. So it's like Razor Ramon takes most of the, um, most of the beatings from Michaels and Diesel. And, and then you get a whole tag from one, two, three kid. It was a really fun, fast paced match as well. It it's was such fun. a good match, isn't it? It's mm. so good. Yeah, yeah. It's- it, it has been referred to in some circles as like the Click tag match mm. because it's literally all four members of the Click, the original four, involved in the match. And it's just it's such good. I'm really glad you watched that because when I recommended it to you, and I just mm. said like, go out of your way to find this match. You will not be disappointed. Mm. I'm really glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it is on the network. If anyone's got a network subscription, it is on the network. I think it's part of Shawn, the a Shawn Michaels collection. So I just had, you, I had to put. That in sounds like, about the- right, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I had to put in the actual, the full bout title in the grid. All right, here it is. Off you go. All that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just, I think just in all, it's just like, it's like he had, Scott Hall was this very influential, talented, charismatic wrestler who even after leaving the ring was still abound, still still doing a bit of coaching, doing a little bit of mm-hmm. just obviously appearing for an under a legend still with WWE, but it's just, he, were, he, he was still there and you could, and he's, and he's still memorable. And, it's yeah, and, 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 and all the stories that people have been sharing, mm. like it, it's a, it, it's really a testament to just how cool of a guy he is. Also another thing that's actually, it's quite an interesting watch and some of it may not be everyone's cup of tea, but if you're familiar with a brand called Kayfabe Commentaries, and about mm. 10 years ago or so, when like DVD stuff was proper into like was a proper good market, as it were, for wrestling stuff, they yeah. would do like different concepts. And one of them was called You Shoot. And it was mm. the idea that people could submit questions to a particular wrestling personality who they were gonna do a show with. One of them was Scott Hall. So you could submit like a, a just a written question or submit a video question. And boy, do you see some interesting wrestling fans on those, let me tell you. And mm. they cover all sorts of stuff like his early days, him being Razor, WCW. There's even literally a, a, an area of the of the freaking you shoot just called Sex and Drugs. And it's got some wild questions. But in the way he just answers questions, you could tell he's just a really cool guy. And like some of the subjects where, you know, some of it gets a little bit grim and some of it's kind of meant to be tongue in cheek. Like, you know, what's in the bag? You know, we'll pull out an item. Who's the first person you think of? I think one of them was like, they pull out a bottle of Jack Daniels, which, you know, Mm. given Scott Hall's history, it's probably a little bit, "Eh, all right. Mm. But the first person he says is like, oh, Michael Hayes. And they're all like, that's pretty much what everyone says. So it's like, there's a common theme here. 
and you just get to more things and he then kind of just starts being honest and like for example they may have like i'm just calling it like it is they may have like a bag of a particular substance for example and he's just like mm. i wasn't into that so i can't really think of anyone and it kind of just helps you paint a picture of him in a different yeah. light and how you know he was just obviously everyone can make mistakes everyone has personal demons or problems that come up in life that's just what it is but mm. inherently he was a good guy yeah and that's what's really come across in all the stories that have been shared and in to get back to more, more him in the ring i do also want to say that he has one of the best catchphrases that everyone remembers and it's such <laughs> good fun and it's just simply two words it's just hey yo <laughs> hey yo and then he did he, like the Go on. Uh, is he even? It's like it's like um, because they opened for all this week with obviously the news that he'd passed, and the first the first two words uttered on Raw by Kevin Owens is "Hey yo." Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's how memorable it is. And there's always there's been a thing that's been said by lots of um, veteran wrestlers, if you will, something like just less is more. That's yeah. a perfect encapsulation of that. And even when Scott Hall would like do the survey thing, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that when it comes to WCW, but he would effectively do like a survey for the crowd. And so mm. he, he was part of the NWO and he's meant to be a heel, but of course everyone freaking likes the NWO. <laughs> and so he's like, <laughs> how many of you came here to see WCW? And the crowd would just go, boo, even though they were at a WCW event. <laughs> and then he's like, how many of you came here to see the and waits for the crowd, and they shout the N-W-O. Mm. And that's when he would end it by going, survey says, one more for the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so simple. Anything involving Scott Hall is just great fun. It really is. And there's a, there's a I think there's like an hour-long home video documentary that may be on the network as well. The name of it escapes me off the top of my head. It might be called like Living on a Razor's Edge or something like that. Mm. It's worth a watch because it's a nice little hour-long documentary. And of course, like the end of his Hall of Fame speech, the, the quote escapes me off the top of my head. But the way he ends his Hall of Fame speech, it every time I think about it, it, it puts a smile on my face. And admittedly right now, it's more of kind of a bit of a sadder smile on my face than usual. Mm. But that that Hall of Fame was literally, that was like the, the redemption arc that I was talking about in his life. Mm. That was like, that was like, that was the, that was like that Hollywood ending, if you will. You couldn't have written it any better if you tried. And yeah, yeah, rest in, rest in peace, Scott Hall. It, it's a, it's a, I, it's a damn, I'm, oh, yeah, I've got no more words, but just rest in peace, Scott Hall. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's obviously we can't have, we, we can't really do a jovial sort of segue on that one. But uh, yes, I mean, I think just as wrestling fans, both me and Jeremy, I think if, you want to learn more about Scott Hall, raise your own, check out as much as you can on the network. There's, there's tons out there as well. So if you, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll say this actually, cause this is kind of a cool thing in a way, kind of in spirit of Scott Hall, mm. new Japan pro wrestling on their new Japan world site. I think they may have posted it on their NJPW global Twitter account, the link to it. They mm. actually released a free match from a show around 1997 or 98, which I think mm. was a show from the Tokyo dome. Oh, okay. Which was Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Masahiro Chono against the Steiner brothers and Keiji Muto. And it's oh. about, I think it's like 16 minutes long or so, but it's just really good fun. I was watching that at about 1am last night. And it's just, <laughs> it's really fun though, just to see like the NWO in a different environment. 
And also just how damn good each one of those wrestlers is. It's like, if you want to see Scott Hall in a different situation than an American wrestling show, go out of your way to find that match because it's really, really worth a watch. So uh, from there, sir, I, I will I will let you pick the card, if you will. Would you like to uh, go on a trip around the world or would you like to discuss some of what has happened in the past week of the wrestling? Uh, well, I think it's all kind of, it will all kind of, connect into one anyway so uh let's let's get on that plane and let's go for some wrestling around the world we'll get a proper jingle soon trust me (laughs) (laughs) we'll figure it out there'll probably be some proper old old timey music or something like it's a silent film (laughs) indeedy so wrestling around the world where we look at all the other major stories that have happened whether it's in wwe or AEW. Or anywhere else for that matter. So um yeah, the, the past weekend's not been not been a great one for wrestling fans, obviously with Scott Hall, but of, also um I think the, the big story outside of Scott Hall's passing is uh Biggie's broken neck, which he yeah, suffered on flipping. SmackDown on Friday. So um he's in, uh, he's in I will just ask, have you seen the footage? Because I've not and I will not watch I, it. I I have not and I have not gone out my way to look at it. I've seen I've seen a screenshot and it's like no. Oh wow, no. I haven't even seen a screenshot. I, I yeah. No, sorry, but I, I cut you off there. Sorry, continue. Yeah, so uh, Biggie is in a tag match with Kofi Kingston against uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Uh, action carries on as normal, um, but a mistimed overhead suplex outside from Ridge Holland being delivered onto Biggie results in Biggie landing on his head with a serious injury. He is stretched out. Um, and then after the show, Biggie uh, confirmed that he'd suffered a broken neck, but he could feel his fingers and his legs and all that. So that is first thing. That is the big positive, one of the big positive signs. As long no no paralyzing, which is a good literally, thing. literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because obviously, in those situations, it could go so much worse. Um, and then uh, he shared another update the next day, saying that uh, the uh, doctors in Burnham, Atlanta, where in America, that's where WWE do a lot of their medical sort of surgeries and work with. I think um, he literally said, look, pro tip, if you're going to break your neck anywhere, doing it in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, but then he, he updated the situation saying that that there were fractures on uh, his C1 and C6 uh, vertebrae, but so. did not require surgery, which again is another big positive. Um, so the latest update we know he's he's managed to get home uh, so hopefully it is. It'll be a couple of months. It will be a couple of months to maybe a year to yeah, recover. I, I wouldn't. I'm. This is me not trying to sound grim about it. Yeah. If he is back before January next year, that would be amazing. But mm. I think what what actually helps him considerably is the fact he is such a well well built individual. Yeah. Like because he deals with so much. Like you've seen the clips of like John Cena and him doing powerlifting and stuff before. Yeah. From years ago. The fact he is someone who is so well built and has probably got a good muscle density around him to help protect his body in general. Yeah. That's probably been a tremendous help to make it the injury, all things considered, nowhere near as bad as it could have been. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's been a few I mean, there's I think what there's been a doctor or two have gone who are not and I will stress this now, not related to the diagnosis or have been involved in any shape or form with Biggie's situation who have said similar things like that have led to career ending, even if yeah. there's no surgery and stuff like that. So 
it is a possibility, but I think I think it is a horrible thing that's happened. But I think the 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 good thing here, or the real positive here, is there's no paralyzation, no surgery, and hopefully Biggie can make a really good recovery. And it it would be a shame to see it would be a shame to see him having to retire because of this injury. Mm. Um, and also, uh, an, another thing is obviously there's obviously a lot of there was a lot of debate about it over the weekend and a lot of people immediately I could only imagine what was being said imme- the immediately pointing fingers at Ridge Holland and for, it's like Ridge Holland has had the odd 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 little bo- issue with safety now and then I mean there was a there was a similar incident with Johnny Gargano in NXT I think back in 2020 uh, but no, nothing seriously happened there um, but the fact is, with wrestling, these things happen. It's it, it is a, it is a risk they they take going into the ring and doing these moves. So, um, I think there was reports as well that Rich Holland actually went to to see Biggie as well, and uh, reports have also indicated that WWE haven't looked to put heat on him at all. It's just like it's one of these things that happen. It's mm-hmm. it's it is what it is. It's like people can get injured over the savings. It's like it's like we look at. Um, I mean, obviously trying not to compare injuries and stuff like that, but obviously look at um uh, not Penta. Who's Phoenix. <laughs> Who? Ray Sorry? Phoenix. Phoenix. Ray Phoenix. You look you look at Phoenix's nasty His slam on the table. Arm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like it's one of those things that happen. It's a move that's been done probably tons and tons of time, especially the overhead suplex as well. Mm-hmm. We we've seen has done tons and tons of time. And it's just sometimes one in a one in what it just unfortunately these it, things it's happen. one of those things literally i, I it, this is an old example but it's one that just springs to mind but mm. back in ooh, 2000 in ecw mm. like rob van dam was on like a legendary ecw title run and if you've seen rob van dam matches from around that time he was doing all sorts of crazy bs quite frankly and yeah. he was like at the peak of being effectively just like how is he a ninja how does he do this stuff how is he so damn flexible <laughs> you see the way he lands from the kicks he does from the top rope and stuff and ultimately he broke his foot doing just a regular baseball slide drop kick yeah and that, that, that that's just what it is he said it's a move i've done so many times but for whatever reason that's how it happened mm. and that, that's just that's the way it is and it's not obviously discrediting what has happened here it's just a real shame, but the most important thing is that he recovers. Just as yes. a word, recovers. No matter ultimately how his career is now, the most important thing is that he recovers yeah. in whatever in whatever is the way he needs to recover. Mm-hmm. But to to kind of be devil's advocate here in terms of like him returning, looking ahead, yeah, in a weird sort of way, maybe him being off television for a while could actually do the character of Big E some interest yeah. it could be interesting for the character like because we've talked about when he lost the title and he just disappeared off the face of the earth mm. in the title picture like in a weird sort of way it's like there's that old adage of who was it that went away a while ago that um well no, we, we were talking about it with Kenny Omega I think a while ago yeah. for AEW like he's gonna have gone away there is no way in hell when he comes back he's gonna get booed yeah everyone's gonna want to cheer him it's gonna be something like mm. that like everyone's just gonna be so happy to see him Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same. The same with Moxie as well. You can't make Moxie yeah. Hill after going through. That, that, was, that, that was the person I was thinking of, actually. So thank you. Yeah, it, yeah. Obviously, it's, it's a different sort of uh, a medical 
situation. Obviously, it's a different animal, you, if you will. It's a different. It's a different. It's a different situation, but the, it's still the same. Obviously, someone who's beloved by fans has to step away because of injury, because of of health and so forth. And the moment they come back, they will get the, the big pop. So I, I guarantee, if he, Biggie comes back, he will get the biggest of pops. To be honest, because he's because I'm, he, he's generally one of the most loved wrestlers on the WWE roster even by fans even backstage as well it's just yeah it's the the title run was a bit was a was a shit show unfortunately which is a shame and then to suffer this has been really and also just before just before i mean obviously you don't want to see anyone get injured but also yeah. what just a couple of weeks before wrestlemania yeah yeah and xavier woods has come back on house shows now so mm. Mm. yeah yeah so but there's anyway. another thing in terms of what else occurred on SmackDown, there is one other thing that I am aware of that occurred on SmackDown. I don't know the full context for it. All I have been seeing, though, is just lots of Peaky Blinders references involving Pete Dunne over the weekend. <laughs> this is what all I have been seeing. I don't know the context fully. And just one word, Ian, it being the word butch. Well, Please elaborate what on earth happened on SmackDown. I don't think there's much more to really elaborate here. Basically, Pete Dunne has gone from NXT 2.0 to SmackDown, but he's not going to be called Pete Dunne. He's going to be called Butch. There's the, there's the picture from uh, Friday SmackDown. I could not find a good picture of uh, Pete Dunne wearing a flat cap and looking mildly pissed off as well. <laughs> or I just mean, looking menacing. I don't know. I, I think the bigger question to ask, though, is... He's got to wear a flat cap, yet he has to keep his hair tied right up on top of his head while wearing it. Nah, I mean, I, I want to joined- see him wear a flat cap where, like, his man bun is going through the flat cap because that would just look really weird and funny. Well, maybe, well, maybe if we see footage the next time, uh, Pete Dunn slash Butch is on SmackDown or something like that, we just have to see if the back of the hat accommodates the bun. Probably does. It probably the has thing is, to. Otherwise, the cap looks stupid. The stupid thing is, Pete Dunn's been on the main roster before as Pete Dunn. Yep, he's been on main event as Pete Dunn. <laughs> he's been on Raw. I think he made his Raw debut on a show that was taped in England, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he um he took on Seth Rollins, I think. What's also, the point? He's been involved in like what the like the takeover matches and stuff. You know, as Pete Dunn when he was UK champion for freaking forever. You know, mm-hmm. as Pete. Are they going to change the record books now and just? Call him Butch, forevermore now. Like, like probably, actually, they'll, they'll, I'm genuinely they'll... curious: is Walter now in the NXT title record books referred to as Gunther? I'm I actually sure genuinely they're... don't. Know. I might have to look this up while you're talking. But they, they haven't they haven't mentioned anything on those lines. But um, but yeah, the, the the basic thing is Pete Dunne is now known as Butch. I mean, it makes in terms of where he's positioned at the moment makes perfect sense putting in with Sheamus and Rich Holland to make that sort of. English Irish sort of tough guy group. It makes sense. It makes sense. I don't know what the t- what the stable name will end up being called. It'll just you know, it might, oh, it might be called the Fight Club or something because they have Fight Club on Seamus's sort of augmented reality screens as he enters the ring. So mm. might be that. But no, I think mean, the original the original plan I think before uh, Big E suffered his injury was it was going to be a three on three match at Mania, which would be cool. Which would be very cool, especially when you've got Seamus and Pete Dunne. Holland is was coming along quite nicely as well. So, Jamie's so, giggling. I, I, I've eventually found the NXT UK title history page. It took me literally a hot minute. So, mm. literally, 
the pre the past the the, the championship reign history has currently Ilya Dragunov still with her name. Mm-hmm. Then at 870 days, which it also notes that the reign began in the previous decade. Think about that phrasing for a minute, people. All caps, Walter. <laughs> Good. Then we go to the last decade, the previous decade, mm. at which then it says 870 days. Oh, sorry, that was Walter. I'm sorry, 685 days, Pete Dunn. <laughs> and then about 100, 100 and bit odd is uh, Tyler Bate. Have a guess, just as a tangent. How, how, how long do you think the rain was? You got the 100 bit right. So how long do you think? Because he got it, he got it at the start of the year, and he lost it by the time it came to uh, take over Chicago, which I think that's around a bit. That was around during one of the big shows. I'm going to say 157. Bit lower, it's 125. But you're one ah. far off, though. He won it in yeah. January and lost it in May of 2017. Yeah, because yeah, that's when they did Money in the Bank. Because they because mm. they usually. In the good old black and gold days, it was like one of the big, one of the big, very big pay-per-views they would partner up. So I think they partnered up with Money in the Bank that weekend. And that was, I think that was, I think, yeah. Can I just say, hearing the phrase back in the good old black and gold days is quite a trap. Back in, back in the gold, <laughs> good old black and gold days. The days where William Regal would turn up and go, war games. And now he turns up in AEW and goes, goes, fight. Yes, the, the best wrestler, the best brute. <laughs> but we'll get onto uh, that in a few moments. So, so yeah, th- this this could be an interesting trio. I'm looking forward to seeing where it's gonna go. Yep. But I just hope that Pete Dunne isn't just gonna be like a token member of this trio. No, I think I think the way they've set them, I think they're gonna probably set the stable is so they can have a combination of the two, so similar to what the New Day were mm. before they all got split up for a bit and then came back together. In that sort of way. Yes. Uh, shall we talk about the new stuff that's been added to WrestleMania? Yep. Yeah, so, so let's see how WrestleMania weekend is building. So enlighten me, good sir. How is the most stupendous WrestleMania weekend in the history of the flipping world of Vince McMahon currently building in a flipping stupendous, stupendously stupendous way? I need the proper music for it as well now. I need you. I need you to perform the most stupendous WrestleMania theme, like you did for me before oh, we went whoa, live. Whoa, <laughs> that's the wrong one. <laughs> that's the wrong <laughs> one, Jeremy, <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> what's the theme? What, what's? The, I don't know. What is the theme? Is it a freaking weekend again? I don't know what the words are. There we go. That made me happy. Yes, uh, it's still the weekend. It's sacrifice. It's not that song entirely. You're trying to do blinding lights. It wasn't blinding lights. Look, just can they just make it a rock band again? I don't ask for much in this world. I want a guitar. In a, in, well, a, in the theme song, like there was what was it? SummerSlam two thousand and four. There is a guitar in the theme song for this. What it goes. Do, 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 I want do, a distorted do, guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's loads of great. You know, see now the Triple H has gone. No metal bands get in. You know, no, no one want, no one, no one's calling up Poppy or Bring Me the Horizon. No one's calling up Rob Zombie to come do themes. Or you know, 
tries to think of another band who they recently used. Like, there's been loads of really cool Code Orange who did Bray Wyatt's theme. Get them to do a WrestleMania theme oh, because they... it would irk the hell out of people. Uh, Motionless and White did a couple of uh, NXT mm-hmm. themes as well, like Unstoppable. But please, uh, just, so just, just not Machine Gun Kelly. This is all I'm asking. But he's going to. But Jeremy, Jeremy's going to be a playable character in 2K22 soon. Really? As well as Logan Paul. What? Can, yes, they can be power bombed. What stuff. BS is this? It's called DLC. <laughs> okay, I'm going to call this now. Look forward to a couple of years' time when the Logan Paul DLC expires and you won't be able to download it anymore. Oh, well. I think I think a lot of I think a lot of people are going to live with that. I mean, I've got the season pass, so I got the DLC regardless. So, this being said, though, when you next do one of your personal streams and the Logan Paul DLC is available, I demand Walter v. Logan Paul. Yes, we shall do that, and it shall be a bloodbath, <laughs> and, sh- and there shall be many chops and many power bombs from the ring general. There we go. But, but I digress. So, how is the stupendous WrestleMania lineup stupendously building? Um, well, there are some additions. Well, I think there's only there's only been kind of only two sort of additions, and they've been done in the tag team division area. So SmackDown Tag Championship is going to be the Usos versus Nakamura and Books. So, so qu- question: Are they still actually a duo, Nakamura and Books? Because didn't Boog, Boogs yeah. randomly look like a strongman from the 1920s for a while? You mean the most hench Freddie Mercury you've ever seen before? <laughs> Mama, just benched a man from over the top rope. Just, just hearing the phrase "the most hench Freddie Mercury" is not what I was prepared for. Sorry. He has the tash. He has the. No, no, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I'm just saying I wasn't prepared for that as a thought. (laughs) I'm just a wrestler. Nobody pin me. Please uh, let me win those tag team titles. No, tell him no. No, no, one, two, three, kick out of no, 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 no. <laughs> one, two, uh, two point nine. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a ref up. There's a ref up. There's a ref up over there. So, <laughs> please tap. Please tap. Please tap. Will he get to the rope break? Will he get to the rope break? Anyway, we digress. Anyway, apologies for audio and visual listeners and watchers for that wonderful rendition of Bohemian Rhapsody. Now, in a nice way to put this, I, I make no apologies. Before <laughs> <laughs> just going, so what's happened to my ears? Why are they bleeding? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we've got Usos, Nakamura, and Boogs, SmackDown Tag Championship. Um, all right. I mean, I, I it's mean, Nakamura's the, the, entrance at WrestleMania. That's what it comes down to, right? Yeah. And basically, when they have a big rock out, Pat McAfee, he's going to be jumping on his desk again, unless he's been stretched out from the match with Austin Theory. He'll be boogieing away, shouting to Michael Cole that we're going to party with the King of Strong Style, all that sort of stuff. Now, I need to um, say this is assuming. Pat McAfee is on commentary for WrestleMania. And until his ma- depend on which night the match falls on, I'm guessing it might his match might fall on like say night two or something. I don't know if they've got the I don't know if they because they've announced one or two matches for the actual matches or the actual nights. So oh, we know the they? main so event. They're actually announcing day splits like a festival now. Yeah, so they they they've definitely announced the main event of Saturday is Rousey and Flair for the Women's Championship. 
Uh, and the main event for Sunday is Reigns and Lesnar. Uh, let me see if they've actually confirmed. Let me see if they've actually confirmed this first. We are just looking on the notes, but... Um, That's funny. Uh, so, well, 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 while you're having a quick gander, I'm just now imagining WWE trying to run a music festival type thing. And they're like announcing the day splits and like the, the, the stage splits. Because that's almost what they're doing in a way. Because they've got the freaking NXT show right. as well now, haven't they? Right. Pat, Pat McAfee versus Austin Fury is on the Sunday. So, okay. if, so if the SmackDown Championship is on the Saturday Tag Championship, then yes. Pat McAfee could rock out to his heart's content. How does Pat McAfee get on WrestleMania Sunday? Like, just... It's because Vince loves him. It's because Vince wants to be on WrestleMania Sunday. That's why. Well, he may get involved. We don't know, but, you know. But yeah, basically, SmackDown Tag Championship, we've got Usos and Nakamura and Boogs. Raw Tag Team Championship was technically agreed on Raw this week that it would be RK-Bro versus Street Profits. Street Profits kind of... Technically agreed? Well, they kind of said, we'll have a match. And then they did Riddle versus um, Montez Ford. And then Alpha Academy came out and decimated everyone. So they clearly want their belts back. I have a feeling it will be a triple threat, Mm. which will be fun. Throw in some TLC love there. I don't know. Make it, make it fun. Make it stupendous. Ladders, tables, hanging things. A stupendous chairs match. You can have the most stupendous RKO from the top of a tall ladder. Or I, thought you, I, thought going, I thought you were going to say from the top of the entrance ramp for a second there. No, no, they don't. They're not that. They're not that daring. They can do. They can go to the top of the ladder and then they or 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 Montez Ford does a stupid. Not not stupid per se. It's stupid, but stu- stupidly awe-inspiring kind of frog splash off the ladder straight into an RKO. I mean, I mean, isn't isn't the stadium that they're at in Texas like the one where the Cowboys play in NFL, which has got the ridiculously large, like one hundred foot monitor at the top of the stadium? I believe so. Yes, but the ladders don't go that high. Hmm. <laughs> thinking, that. How do we get our wrestlers to the top of this podium? Have a scaffold. Have a scaffold match. There you go. Well, that's they, what everyone wants to see. They've had a WrestleMania there already before. They've had WrestleMania thirty two, which was a which WrestleMania. One was which one was out? Of that time, was the yeah. one with Taker versus Shane. Hell in a cell. I was about to say, you said Taker versus Shane. I'm like, which one? <laughs> My first reaction. <laughs> but yeah, that was the one with the 30, 40 minute main event where people at the time did not appreciate the Tribal Chief. So yes. Oh, so, you mean Romando versus uh, Romando versus Brockery 12 at that point? No, that was, that was Reigns versus Triple H. Oh, that one. Yeah, I've just got my years mixed up. Sorry. They, okay. kind of, they kind of all blend together at this point. <laughs> they kind of do. They kind of do. Especially when Reigns is in the main event. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I uh, I have a sense. I, I feel like we're going to see a triple threat. I'll be amazed if we don't see a triple threat because Alpha Academy have been quite fun to watch. So it'll be a shame not to have them involved. A huge yeah. thank you. Chad Gable's the best. And it only took WWE <laughs> how long to realize this? Well, after after the shorty G fiasco, I don't know. Anyway, um, still no concrete plans for the US title, um, even though Damian Priest had a championship contenders match against Finn Balor, which he won. So we should be seeing that match at WrestleMania. Will we get the Archer of Infamy taking on Le Demon? Oh no! It'll be it'll be it'll be the the man who's conflicted. He's either going to be a good person or he's going to get angry. That's Damian Priest's. Stick now. He doesn't have his archer and free. It's just he gets really angry and 
gets disqualified. I don't know. Just um, makes me really uh, angry. <laughs> really angry. And there's still no plans for the Intercontinental Championship at the moment. Uh, Zayn tried to win it back from Ricochet on SmackDown. Didn't happen. Um, so some someone will probably end up fighting Ricochet. I don't know who. I can't see who at the moment. Um, so yeah, those are the little updates. The only other major thing, the only other little major thing on the WrestleMania card is what on earth is Seth Rollins doing? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. What is he doing? I don't know. Because right at the moment, he's got nothing lined up for WrestleMania. So... <laughs> what? You'll love, How? You'll, you'll love this. You'll love this story. You'll love the, you'll love the storytelling aspect. Okay, okay. So, uh, let me prepare. I'm going to get a drink. All right. Okay, right. So, uh, Severines and KO were involved in the tag team triple threat four weeks ago, which RK Bro won to get their belt back from Alpha Academy. So, uh, Kevin Owens, as we all know and, we, and we've talked about, has gone off to get angry at the state of Texas, incurring the wrath of Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to appear on the KO show. Seth Rollins, who hasn't have hasn't technically got anything scheduled for WrestleMania, thought on Raw this past Monday, I've got a great idea. What if I had a talk show? And what if I also interviewed Steve Austin? So, yes, Jeremy. <laughs> For the benefit of the audio listeners, Jeremy is squinting confusedly at me. Um, so, yes. So, the main event of Raw on Monday was Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens for the right to interview Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> this is a thing. KO won. Because why on earth would you change it now? <laughs> to be honest. Um, so yeah, Seth's got nothing to do at the moment. I mean, some people are, well, let's say reports indicate it could be Cody at an under, un, in that match at Mania. But no one else is going on with Cody. So for all we know, it's going to be Veer Mahan. <laughs> <laughs> Veer Mahan will finally come to wrestling and he'll do it at Mania. <laughs> all, I, all I foresee, all I foresee at this moment is Seth Rollins is going to storm out one of the nights and shout he wants to have a match. He's not being left off Mania. Who's it going to be? And whoever it's going to be is going to get an interesting reaction and watch the internet implode. That's all I'm going to say. If it's Cody, it will implode. If it's Veer, it will implode. I don't know who else it would be. <laughs> I mean, just... <sighs> I think Jeremy I mean, is trying to come to terms with the fact that Veer Mahan might debut in a match against Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. He probably won't. But so, it's a on, possibility. Wait, so, wait a minute. I'm trying to, I'm trying to analyse this, what you just said. So, <laughs> so, so this, is, this is the way I've read this. So, Seth mm. Rollins, for lack of a better phrasing doesn't have anything lined up for WrestleMania and is trying to earn his way into doing something at WrestleMania when you just described that the tag team title match was nearly set up, but now isn't based on another tag team Mm. literally beating up some people to seemingly be trying to get added to a match. I don't know. <laughs> I think. I think Seth just needs to get off his ass, figure out something, challenge he's, Ricochet. He's, you know, cross brand promotion. That'll be fun. I think Rollins versus Ricochet would be good fun, but I don't think it's going to happen. 
Mm. I think he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna end up being like it's gonna be like the John Cena situation at WrestleMania 34, where where John Cena ends up ended up calling out the Undertaker time and time again, didn't get an acknowledgement, and decided, okay, I'll just go as a fan and sat in the front row for like half the show. Honestly, I liked that. <laughs> I actually mm. really liked that. I thought it was something really fun and different. And then when the Undertaker actually came out, I really liked it. I know mm. there were loads of people that were like, oh, there was no Shawn Michaels and Taker. I was like, of course it bloody isn't. You know, that wasn't the idea, but it was short, sweet, to the point, done. Yeah. yeah. They missed their but chance I, to do John Cena and Undertaker when they did that tease at the Royal Rumble many years ago, when, like, mm. Taker tombstoned him after the fact or something. Mm. Or was it on a yeah. Raw? It was one of them. It was, it was at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think Sephiroth's going to be for the... What, we're about three weeks away from Mania, so it's going to be Sephiroth's trying incredibly hard to find a place on the card, whether it be hook or by crook. Or whether it be doing TV interviews or something, I don't know. But yeah, mm. that 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 was the plot of Raw in a nutshell. <laughs> all of it? Not all of it. I mean, there are other things that happened, but they were all just like continuations of the matches we already know that's happening per okay. se. So, so, so yeah. how? Because so, what's the other show that's happening on day one? Is that the NXT show? Yes, that is Stand and Deliver. Does that mean uh, I need to which, stand up while watching it? Uh, no, you can sit down and comfort in your own home. It's okay, an afternoon cool. start time as well, which is lovely. So it's, it's like, Yay so for UK people. Yay. <laughs> so that would be like, yeah, about 5 p.m., 5 p.m., 6 p.m. on a Saturday night. That'll be fun. That'll be good. Be good. Take, I think take I'm your at pick. A NXT but... stand and deliver, or I don't know, Ant and Dex Saturday night takeaway. Take your pick. Or, or Danny dies. The wall is so, it's so emotionally draining. The wall. Top the balls. Uh, uh, I will not have us talk about Danny Dyer on this show. I think Fair enough. <laughs> Shall I tell you about the stand and deliver car that's currently in line? How's it building? Because we currently got... Is, is it Dolph Ziggler still champ currently? Yep. Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. That Dolph Ziggler is still NXT champion. <laughs> Which is just so mind-blowing to say. But all right, fine. That's okay. It makes it he, interesting, I suppose. He's here to show the world. To show the world. Ta-da! Oh, whatever it is. Yes. But you know what it should be? Uh, it should be Robert Roode with Glorious. Could oh, that might be fun. But he's technically still in line with Dolph Ziggler. Um so Did you nearly um, just call him Dolph Lundgren? No, I heard you, I heard I you said, stumble on Ziggler briefly. <laughs> it's on my end, it sounded like you stumbled slightly on the word Ziggler just before you said nothing. You're about to call him Dolph Lundgren. No, no, I said Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> he's not gonna be he's I, not gonna I'll, I'll just let you know, talk. I'm gonna shut I, up for a minute. I'd still pay money to see Dolph Lundgren in a wrestling ring, just in his nice suit, just going, hey, I'm Dolph Lundgren. I throw people out of buildings. Hey. I don't- <laughs> Do you know what? I'm, I'm just going to let you run down this car. I'm just going to shut up for a minute because I'm derailing this so much. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, fair enough. So uh, let's work from the bottom all the way to the top. So we start off with, uh, this was announced yesterday on NXT. We have Tomasha Champa versus Tony D'Angelo, or the Godfather character. I was like, hey. I just want to do my pen- my Colin Fowl penguin impersonation. Hey, take it easy, sweetheart. He didn't say that in the ring, of course, but um, yes, Champa was seeming like I think Champa is now officially on the way out of NXT. I think he probably will go to Raw straight because he has he's done a couple of appearances on Raw already. But Tony D'Angelo is sort of gone. Hey, I want a match, and they went okay, and then he needed him in the balls, as you do. 
Uh, we've got a triple threat tag team match for the NXT Tag Champions. Uh, so we've got Imperium, who are the champions. That's Eichner and Barfell, and with uh, Gunther uh, against the Creed Brothers and NMSK. Um, technically, it should have just been Imperium versus the Creed Brothers because the Creed Brothers won the Dusty Road Classic this year. Um, unfortunately, they got jumped in the parking lot by someone. I'm not naming any names. MSK. Um, it's not been confirmed. It's MSK. You got a nasty cough, there, mate. Are you okay? I think a lot. I think a lot of. I think a lot of people are sensing an MSK turn coming, which is probably well deserved after they've been like faces for a year and a bit and kind of similar. They're still great. They're still great in the ring. It's just the characters are kind. Are of they going to be MSK 2.0? No, don't say those things, Jeremy. That's how we get Butch. That's how we get Gumpher. No, because then it would have been, you know, Pete Dunn point O, you know. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Moving on. Mandy Rose is going to defend the NXT Women's Championship against Cora Jade. Um, we've also got, we have a five-way ladder match for the NXT North American Championship, which is having qualifying matches. So at the moment, people who are confirmed to be in the match, obviously Carmella Haynes, because he's the champion. Uh, last night, Santos Escobar punched his ticket. We've got a couple of qualifying matches still to come. So we've got Grayson Waller versus uh, A-Kid next week. So one of them will qualify. Then we've got Solo Sequoia or the other, the third Uso, or Roderick Strong, and then there's a final to be determined contender. What's, so the, name of, gonna... what's the name of the kid? Uh, a kid. That's his name. Oh, literally, that's his name. I thought you meant like as in a kid. That's, that's, that's his wrestling <laughs> name, a kid. <laughs> yeah, I, he's. I, I, um, I jest. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, he's had a good run in NXT UK. Rob, uh, first ever Heritage Cup winner. Yeah. Sorry, folks. Uh, it's been a it's been a long week. I'm just saying that. Don't mind me. I'm just being dumb. <laughs> okay. And uh, and then last but not least, main event is Braun Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler for the NXT Championship. So, which either Braun is going to get back quite quickly, or he's going to lose and he's off to a main roster spot. Will Braun break the streak of Dolph Ziggler in NXT? His impressive. Mm-hmm. What at this point two and O streak? I guess. Yes, because he defeated LA Knight last night in a championship match. Three and O. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those things. Those things. Anyway, before because we're almost at the end of the uh, WWE stuff. There's one. There's well. There's one more thing. There's one more thing we need to talk about, Jeremy. There's oh, one no. more thing we need to talk about, and it's time to talk about Edge, and why Edge. Ah, on on this day, okay, I was about to say on this day I see clearly, but now I'm going to say on this day I see clearly that Edge is engulfed in a blue light. Well, you say on this day you see clearly, you can't say that anymore for his music. Because it's changed. Oh, really? (laughs) Yep. He's got got a brand new theme to go with that sort of blue, evil, final boss, megalomaniac mode he's gone into. but. A lot of people originally thought, oh my God, WWE have decided to throw away this theme of giving us something generic. And then they went, oh wait, this is still Alter Bridge. Okay, cool. That's cool. <laughs> That's a cool little tidbit. Yeah, so it's a brand new, it's a, it's a, again, it's a six-year-old song from Alter Bridge called The Other Side. Um, it's a bit, it's a bit more of a menacing rock track, but it's, it really, kind, it really works with the persona he's going with at the moment. It's like he's just, He's got no Titantron at the moment. He just comes out under like the bluey purple light, just sort of strutting towards the ring in like ridiculous suits. So he's getting his drip game up. 
Um, so clearly yeah, inspired by Seth Rollins. Yes. And he's just, he's just, he's just, he's, he's on top of the mountain of omnipotence, as I think is how he's described it. And the, view is, and the view is phenomenal as he continues to jibe um, AJ Styles. Who's, what was that word that he used for a while when he came back for the like, first time a while back? It was like a, no, no, it was like it's a really grit. random word he had on a t-shirt. Was it iconoclasm? Yeah, icon, iconclast. Yeah, iconoclast. there you go, iconoclast. It. Yeah, it's like, so he's gone from that now to what was the word you just said a minute ago? Uh, uh, omnipotence. There you go. I, I like the mm. fact he's clearly gone to thesaurus.com to see what other no. words he can find for certain oh, things. Oh, Vince is also, oh, he's borrowed Vince's thesaurus and gone, how about omnipotence? <gasps> the most omnipotent WrestleMania we've ever seen. The most no, omnipotent just... entrance. <laughs> well, I mean, he can't say the most omnipotent being because he's beaten God, hasn't he, Vince McMahon? So, yes. <laughs> He probably thinks he has in real life at this point. Uh, but um, yeah, so yeah, it's, I think there will be like a new Titantron and full proper entrance when it comes to the match against AJ at Mania. I am looking forward to AJ versus Edge. I it's think gonna it's going to be, gonna be a, it, It's going to be a corker. Um, Honestly, it's probably one of the last few big time dream matches that there currently are in WWE. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Well, until we bring up a couple of people from NXT 2.0, then we can have Gunther versus Reigns. It'll be amazing. Or Gunther versus Brock. Uh, that's the thing, though. Want... We want Gunther Walter against Brock Lesnar. Cowboy Brock Lesnar. Howdy. <laughs> Speaking of cowboys, should we move on to AEW talk? <laughs> of course. There we go. Here, there's, there's, there's the banner. There's the banner. We've got the signage up. It's fine. That was an appalling segue, but I will take it. And then some. So... It's basically Adam Page and Adam Cole is going to continue. There was a, mm -hmm. an unexpected world title defense against Dante Martin, which I actually thought was pretty cool mm -hmm. because it was acknowledging he's like number two in the rankings. But then afterwards, Adam Cole came out, which is going to lead to a six-man tag match on Dynamite tonight at the time we're recording this. Mm -hmm. And originally, it was going to be Adam Cole seemingly wanting the Young Bucks to help him. But the Bucks just kind of went... No, if this is involving Hangman, we're not doing it. You know that. And Adam Cole having to have a dramatic pause and just go, well, I was going to pick O'Reilly and Fish anyway. So mm. there. And this is still gradually building up that tease that there's going to be a breakup. But now there is that gradual thought as well of when are the Bucks and Hangman going to get back together? It's got to happen yeah. at some point. But there's also, if that's this particular storyline as well, it's, it's not just Adam Cole who's, starting to fracture some relationships. I think Hangman's having some fractures with the Dark Order. And it's yeah, like which he does periodically, to be fair. Yes. But, <laughs> but it's like it's like Dark Order saying, hey, we we we'll we'll fight with you on 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 Dynamite next week. And he goes, oh oh sorry guys, I've I've already got Jurassic Express. It's like, oh this is awkward. I think the words <laughs> that he said were that like Jurassic Express had already asked him mm. like before he found them and he already said yes to them. Yeah. So I think that was the wording. But yeah, like Alex Reynolds in particular is the one that feels most aggrieved by this currently because mm. he was the one that was shoved in that title match. Yes. But I think arguably one of one of the biggest stories of Dynamite last week involved the follow-up to Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho. Mm. We got this amazing promo from Eddie Kingston talking about like the whole the what the whole respect thing actually meant from his point of view. Phenomenal promo. If you've not seen it, go mm. out of your way to see it. And then this ultimately led randomly to, I think it's Matt 
Lee and Jeff Parker, or it's Matt Parker and Jeff Lee. I always get them mixed up. But 2.0 and Daniel Garcia coming out. And then they kind of attack Kingston. They kind of attack Jericho. Like I noticed it at the time and thought, okay, something's off about that. But then I just thought... But part of yeah. me was also thinking, uh, it might still just be the fact that you know, Jericho is still reeling from that brutal battle he had against Kingston. So they don't need to do that much. There was part of me that did cross my mind. Then this led to Santana and Ortiz coming out with a baseball bat. Pretty Floyd, I assume. Mm-hmm. You know, Jericho's partner in crime. And this then led to Jericho basically grabbing the bat and then sort of going, no, I'll hit him. I'll hit him. And then he hits Santana and Ortiz and then hits Kingston. And we then got like a four-on-one beatdown happening. Mm-hmm. Jake Hager comes running out and is kind of doing a, what are you doing? What's going on? What are you doing? And then just starts pummeling people. Mm-hmm. And we now, what this all leads to, to cut a long story short, is the formation of Jericho's new faction. Because the inner circle is dead. It's gone. Mm. It's dead and buried. And all those superlatives you can think of. And this has now led to the Jericho Appreciation Society. <laughs> or Jazz. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm curious about the new stable, but it, it's it's just like so people are basically joining Chris Jericho because they just want to go, hey, that's Chris Jericho. And we appreciate you. <laughs> the thing is though, if you think about it, like I've been trying to think about this, like how has it come to this? I'm pretty sure Jericho a while ago started taking the mickey out of 2.0 on AEW TV. Mm. I think he was the one that was first describing one of them as having like a square head. Mm. And so there's kind of been actually a long through line of this, if you look really carefully of Mm. how this has gradually built up. In terms of it kind of being the next generation type thing, like 2.0 are great fun and they're a really good team. They've Mm. not really gotten a good crack of the whip so far, but I'm actually happy that Santana and Ortiz can just do their own thing now. Because I yeah. do think the, uh, just being in the inner circle was holding them back. And as for Daniel Garcia, he's only going to get better. This does now mean he will not be involved in in team develop the next generation with Regal, Mox, and Danielson. It could all change. They could lure him away. Look, we'll lure you away with technical ability. <laughs> when we, Regal, Regal, Regal will just turn up and go, come on, son, come join us. We're proper wrestlers, we are. <laughs> do, you, do you want to hear me say the two words? Like, you mean those two words? Do you want to hear me say war games? <laughs> if you join our faction, you can hear them. <laughs> I won't just whisper it. <laughs> but either way, the Jericho Appreciation... I'm moving on. The Jericho Appreciation <laughs> Society... Uh, I think it is going to be a fun faction. And apparently tonight on Dynamite, they're going to have the commencement of the faction, whatever the heck that means. Because, you know, okay. thesauruses are a popular thing at the moment. Fair enough. So let's, shall we talk about the, the big debut from last week's Bizarre Show? I mean, sure. Let's talk about the fact that we had the emergency board meeting mm-hmm. of the of the now former uh, a H Andrade Hardy family office <laughs> to mm. figure that out for a second. Now known as the AFO because Matt Hardy was voted out and basically turned on by private party. And who should come out and save him when he's in like his lowest moment? Who comes out and helps Matt Hardy? Darby Allen Sting. Allen and Sting. <laughs> <laughs> 
there was a wonderful moment when the crowd were chanting a particular name. They were waiting for it. They were waiting for it. And you hear Darby's music here and you could tell there was a... Oh, yay! Yeah, it was like, yeah, but... but <laughs> there was just that moment where it's like, that's really cool. It's not who I wanted. <laughs> and then they give it a bit longer. And then you just hear the classic Hardy Boys music because it's public domain. No one thought about this. And then Jeffrey Nero Hardy appears on the entrance ramp, has to do his weird dance thing before he can then go and help his brother, <laughs> then proceeds to help his brother. <laughs> it was memed to, to hell. It was brilliant. It's like, it's like, Jeff, help me. Sorry, Matt. I'm still dancing in this banging tune. I'm too busy <laughs> raving to my entrance theme. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm not feeling the vibe to come to say, oh, I'll come to save you now, Matt. All right, fine. <laughs> For the benefit of audio listeners, we have been trying to do the Jeff Hardy hand gestures. I mean, look, I'm trying to replicate it while wearing the loosest pair of headphones in the world. So if I shake my head too much, I'm just going to go flying. So... <laughs> So, yeah, it's, it's cool to see Jeff Hardy is actually in AEW. And what this means going forward, one would assume it's going to be the Hardy family versus the oh, Andrade I, family office. They've been, uh, I think their name for AEW now is the Hardy Brothers. Because they can't do Hardy Bros because that's trademarked by WWE. Hardy, Hardy do it with a Z. Hardy B-R-O-Z. Hardy Bros. That's weird, Jeremy. Stop look, making things sound excitingly odd. <laughs> I mean, look, Jeff Hardy's debut, on the grand scheme of excitingly odd, that's up there, all right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's here, he's dancing, help me, also, Jeff! Also helped, dancing. E also helped even more by the fact that someone opposite the hard camera had a sign that just said, Jeff Hardy is all elite. <laughs> And they were holding up throughout the entire segment. And you could tell the director was trying to figure out ways to not show that sign. But every so often would keep switching back to that camera and going, no! <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so, something uh. we've kind of been a bit critical of in recent weeks, this being the women's world title picture. Thunder mm -hmm. Rosa will be getting the title shot on Dynamite tonight. She defeated Layla Hirsch. And then, because apparently Andy... AEW, Andy? I just said Andy. Why did I say that? Sorry. Because Ian, because this, uh, mate, I've got so many thoughts going through my head right now. It's weird. But Ian, clearly, because I'm a prognosticator and I think far too much and more to the point, I think this is where I was going and I just got my wires crossed up. Clearly, AEW, listen to this show. I said it should be a steel cage match on this show last week. And what is it? Steel cage match, called it. Thank you. Fair enough. All right. I mean, I've got nothing really to add on this match. It's like, okay, this will be a match. Hopefully it'll be better than Revolution. And I foresee Rosa winning the belt. Home state. Hometown. They don't do it like WWE do it. So it's like, there's a good chance she's winning that belt tonight. I want a, the cleanest steel cage match we can possibly have. <laughs> because the <laughs> AEW cage is tall. It's like, it's so tall. <laughs> so yeah, how, do you, how do you how do you escape such a tall cage yeah like like you said hopefully this will be better than the revolution match i really hope mm. it is speaking of championships got a new tnt champ scorpio sky won the belt it was a really good tnt title match i think sammy's been a great champion 
Mm -hmm. I'm really happy Scorpio won the belt and won it so emphatically like he did. There was the whole dynamic of, you know, Sammy having done a 6.30 through a table on the outside, which helped. And Mm. then uh, as part of that, Ty Conti, which they've now finally acknowledged on television, they are an item, contrary Mm -hmm. to what we saw late last year, a while ago last year on AEW television, when Sammy, uh, you know, proposed to his now former fiance Mm. on television. But they've now acknowledged that's a relationship. And that led to the debut of MMA star Paige Van Zandt as an official All Elite Wrestling competitor. Mm. So that should be cool. And by the sound of it, because originally it was going to be Brandy and Paige Van Zandt, if you recall that previous promo that they had, it seems that Ty Conti is the person that has been drafted in to now be the new, I guess, punching bag (laughs) for uh, for Paige Van Zandt. Well, to to have a good first match with, I think, is Mm. the... It's a more sort of it's that to help bring her into the fold. Yeah. He's Wardlow. He, yes. he had a great promo on Dynamite where you actually got to hear about Wardlow from Wardlow. Mm. And he pretty much just set the record straight. He's a family guy. He's doing it all for his family. He got employed by MGF because money. You know, you need the money to help support people, like buy his mum a house, I think he said. But mm. made it clear now, he's done with MJF even though he's still under contract to MJF, but he's mm. done with him and is hoping they can just part ways and just be gone with each other. Me thinks that ain't going to happen. No. Me thinks MJF is going to invoke something to make sure Wardlow can't be TNT champion tonight. Mm. Or Wardlow wins the belt tonight, but MJF wins, takes the belt. But didn't he say before that he will let him keep the belt, though? And because that was, like, on TV, maybe that's, like, legally binding or something? Mm, I don't know. Depends how they how they, they play around with it. But basically, I'm, I'm sensible we're going to have a Wardlow-MGF feud for a little bit. Mm. Maybe, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, one would assume he'll have to go through the Pinnacle members before he actually gets to MJF. One would assume He's going he's gonna to have to powerbomb poor Sean Spears to death. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Also, speaking of Pinnacle, <laughs> Tully Blanchard's randomly been fired by FTR. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that's what I meant about it. It was a very weird episode of Dynamite last week where you had new things starting, things ending, and just things just happening for the sake of things happening. It's like, you're fired. Oh, why? I because mean, we're, so... Because it's all about family now. All right, fine. That's so th- this is what kind of actually is in, in a way an inconvenient but convenient segue because the thing that seemingly may have made things run a bit out of time on Dynamite last week is after Danielson and Moxley had won their debut tag match as a team, which was good fun against the Work Horseman, mm-hmm. Regal comes out and is cutting a promo, a really genuinely great promo where he nearly bursts into tears live on television mm-hmm. when he was talking to Tony Schiavone. It was a wonderful moment. Mm. but seemingly this may have gone a bit long and Mm. this may have kind of made other things be adjusted or need to have been adjusted on the fly a little bit. This is, I don't know if this is true. Quite frankly, I was fine with it. It did feel long Mm. while I was watching it. I didn't know anything that had happened when I saw the show, but Mm. I was totally fine with it, but it did feel a lot longer than most things would be on AEW TV. Yeah, it did feel longer, but (laughs) yeah. To be perfectly honest, it's William Regal. I he can talk for 10, 20 minutes for as far as I'm concerned, to be honest. And I don't think the crowd wouldn't have mind. Hmm. 
it's just yeah unfortunately when it comes to live tv and sort of like you you kind of have to hit timings but these things happen it's like we we said things like this happen but it, it's like it's real it's not been done maliciously or anything like that so if there was any issues it's just it's just a sort of okay let's move on no exactly it's not it's not gonna hurt anyone quite frankly but it was just no. weird how this just became a massive thing online in a way not helped by regal openly apologizing for it on twitter in sort of a weird way <laughs> weird way about it but it's either way it's really cool to see those two as a tag team and ha- them having regal in their corner and part of the promo as well was involving calling danielson i think he said the perfect technical wrestler and i think i want to say he called moxley like uh, the perfect brute or rogue i might have been the name he used actually mm. come to think of it which is a great word rogue <laughs> and this leads to dynamite tonight which is the saint patrick's day smash not yes. slam as i nearly keep calling it so tnt title scorpio sky defends against wardlow women's world title steel cage match which i assume will be the main event Britt baker defending against thunder rosa mm-hmm. adam page jungle boy and luchasaurus versus adam cole and red dragon danielson and moxley versus chuck taylor and wheeler utah and the Jericho Appreciation Society commencement. Okay, commence appreciation. <laughs> Round of applause. I'm glad, we applause both, there. <laughs> I'm glad we both thought that. <laughs> right, I am now going to do my obligatory let's check Tony Khan's Twitter and see if he's announced anything since we've been on air. Mm-hmm. Let's have a quick gander. Um, nope, the last tweet he made was four days ago, so now let's check the official AEW Twitter. Um. Oh, they've released their new rankings. Are you interested? Go on. So, uh, in the men's division, Wardlow is currently ranked number one. Of then <laughs> uh, I won't read out the numbers, but basically the top top five in from one to five are Wardlow, Lance Archer, Sammy Guevara, Adam Cole, and Dante Martin. Okay. In the tag team rankings. Dark Order, John Silver and Alex Reynolds are number one. That will be a great tag match if they get a tag title shot. Then it's the Arse Boys. Sorry, the Gun Club. Then it's Private Party. Then the Acclaimed. Then FTR. Hmm. I think we could. I think we could see a little program between Dark Order and Jurassic Express, based off based based off the the page awkwardness this past week. It's a fair shout. I'd agree with that. Yeah. And in, in the women's division, ranked number one through five, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, Layla Hirsch, Anna Jay, and Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there we go. That is the official rankings. And I'm looking forward to Dynamite tonight. I really am. I just hope, and I mean this with all due respect, I want this Thunder Rosa match and Britt Baker match to be really good. It's just, I don't want it riddled with interference. Which even in a cage match, I can still see it somehow happening. Yeah, it or mm. they'll or they'll try to get involved, and someone will probably shoot them away. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's I'm sure Mercedes like, might it, try and help, but you know. Yeah, I mean, generally, what I would like to see, like I said, I think Rosa will win, and when Rosa wins, it's a great opportunity to just you know make a new start for this belt because it's just. Yeah, that's like I've, I've said it over and over again. I've just we said it last week, mate. Just it's at a point I've, where I've, we don't care about it. I'm just like, Ugh. 
Let me be excited about it again, please. And then we, then then the show is getting to a perfect state. It'll be nice. Mm. But yes. you know what we do care about, though, Ian, It's the fact that next week we'll be talking about this show on on Podcamania yes. next Wednesday night. That being we the twenty third of March, if I've got my calendar correct here, we will be yep. talking about St. Patrick's Day Smash and no doubt more random wackiness involving the build <laughs> to the stupendous WrestleMania. That has what's, been- that, what's that wacky Vince McMahon got this this week in his stupendous mind? Well, this week I was thinking we can have a boat. It's like there's no rivers. We're gonna get a boat. A boat. We'll hang it from the ceiling. It's gotta be the most aquatic WrestleMania ever. Joe, don't put it past Vince McMahon to try and build Atlantis. No, and he's, try he's have good. WrestleMania in Atlantis. I mean, I know there's the Jericho Cruise, but I, I'm surprised Vince McMahon hasn't gone out, brought a blooming, like a proper like holiday cruise liner, like the top, the toppest one possible. He's all got that. one. Sure, he's got one, but he wants to build one so fans can come and stay and have a WWE cruise holiday with an episode of NXT 2.0 taped on there as well. This just sounds like a familiar giggles. concept. Maybe they should talk to one Christopher Jericho about this. I just mentioned Chris Jericho. That's what I, know. I said. <laughs> I know. But I'm just thinking, what, what would they call... All right, so, we'll end the show with this. What the heck would WWE call their cruise? Because WCW used to have the Bruise Cruise. That's a legit thing, if you Google it. Jericho's obviously got the rock and roll rager at sea, or whatever it is called at this point. What could WWE call it other than oh, it being the most they'll... stupendous wrestle cruise or something? Oh, they'll borrow the subtitle from Speed 2 and call it Cruise Control. I don't, <laughs> no, but, um, no, I don't, do you know what? I think that's almost too too bad for them. WWE Cruise Control. <laughs> Brought to you by at Snickers. Point, at that point, just call it Crush Hour, you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, like oceans. I'm trying to think here. Rabbit, rabbit, oceans. <laughs> Just watching you try and figure this out. Oh, <laughs> uh, om, om, omnipowerful ocean. No, that's even worse. <laughs> the omnipotent WWE cruise. Oh, WWE wave. There you go. <laughs> The WWE waves. <laughs> Who's going to make a big wave? A WWE wave. Premium live event on a boat. What if they <laughs> took influence from their failed restaurant and called it The World? The WWE World Cruise. Mm. They're going to have Vince McMahon in his sort of captain's hat going, Hello and welcome to the beautiful coast of Barcelona. <laughs> Watch NXT 2.0. Today we're gonna we're gonna have some wrestling, and then we're gonna go enjoy some ballroom dancing, and then the ship will set sail. Where will it go? I have no idea. Where are we going? Destination, <laughs> the most stupendous WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, folks, thank you very much for joining us tonight here live on Twitch. Or if you've been listening to the audio version after the fact, we hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, why not leave us a like or some kind of feedback, if you will, on the platform of your choice. If you'd like to give us a follow here on Twitch or on any of the platforms where you have discovered the show, by all means do, then you can be kept up to date with upcoming program from Bunkerzilla UK, let alone here on Bunkermania. We'll be back next Wednesday evening, same time, same place, 7.30pm UK GMT. 
for another live edition here on Twitch. I had another thought as I was thinking that, and I thought, no, that's not what I was thinking, but I got there in the end, Ian. And mm. if people want to get in touch via email, because that is also an option, good sir, as well as finding us on the likes of the Twitters, the Facebooks, search for Bunkers of the UK, you'll find us just fine. How can they reach out to us via email if they feel so inclined? They can send us electronic written correspondence to bunkermania at bunkers.co.uk. There we go. Also, I appreciate I've been quite wacky tonight. It's been an interesting week. It's not been for, a not for bad reasons, by the way. Just for, for like it's, it's just it's been a full on week. That's how I'll put it. But it's been a wacky show. It's been a wacky show and a remember and a, and a thoughtful show as well with Scott Hall. What if the cruise was called WWE's Wacky Weekend at Sea? Weekend Weekend at Vinny's. <laughs> weekend weekend on Vinny's. Yes. Hello, welcome to Vinny's. I've bought a boat. Come on board. I random thing before we finally say goodbye. I watched the I watched the launch trailer for WWE 2K22 uh, today, and I hadn't seen it before. And basically, it's like one of the one of the gamers is going, "Oh, I've got the game." I'm just like, "Yay! I'm gonna have the first game." And then all that all these wrestlers are just going, "Wait a minute." And they just keep shouting first game and they just start charging the poor guy. Um, but this but it's like it's like the best the best one is from Roman because he just really lets out a massive yell of first game and it's like jumps into a golf buggy and drives off with Paul Heyman. Undertaker appears, he destroys Riddle's uh, uh, clothing rack and slowly saunters towards the testing room or the game room, whatever they Wherever they were playing 2K22. But it's like, I, 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 I found the advert quite funny. Oh, oh, breaking news. Breaking news. AEW update. Tonight, the Hardys, as they've been written on this graphic I'm seeing, will make okay. their AEW tag team debut against the private party. Well, we know who's winning that one. That'll be a Hardy win. The fans will win. That'll be a good match. Because, yes. because the Hardys, not boys, not men, not family, just the Hardys. Can we just call can they just say today we've no, just call them Jeff and Matt. Jeff and Matt are taking on private party. But they can't do that because <laughs> Jeff and Matt are also 2.0. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. I'm just stating a fact. Don't blame me for. But for remembering this is, stuff. This is, this is as ill thought out than the control your narrative rules. But anyway. Okay, you know what? Actually, no. Before we end this, we need to touch on this because of how dumb it is. Okay. So, so I have, shall, I, shall I share the list I have here? We'll bring, up, so yeah, we'll bring up on screen a second for the video. But to give people context, there's a new wrestling promotion that's being run. I think it's by EC3 and the former Braun Strowman. I'm yes. honestly not fussed. And they're, they're trying to have like unique rules how they will conduct their competitions if you will mm. and there is a graphic that's been doing the rounds online which itemizes various things but man does it let, let's just let, bring it up on screen I'll, I'll read it out and uh, I, I, I was going to do a nice announcer voice for this but fun. you know what, actually I'll, okay I'll let you do it and I will react as we go along for what my because some of this I don't know some of it I do so I will give you my real time thoughts so I'm going to put this on screen so here we go Control your narrative rules and regulations. Rule one, you are in control. Bullshit. Rule two, you are in control. Bullshit. Rule three, 
Fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches, in inverted commas, can end via pinfall. So, what? <sighs> Sanctioned matches. <sighs> so we've got fights or matches. <sighs> Control your narrative, people, I guess. Control your narrative. Rule number four. Standard professional wrestling rules apply only for sanctioned matches. Chaos ensues in the project pit. The hell is a project pit? It's a project pit. It sounds like some kind of low-rent backyard mosh pit. No, no, it's probably just a ball pond. In fairness, that's not bad, actually. <laughs> it's pro- it'd just be a large full <laughs> pond. <laughs> See, we've already thought more about this than they have, I'm betting you. <laughs> We're controlling our narratives, all right. Rule number five, no super kicks, no tope suicidas, and no Canadian destroyers. But I can do a tope con hero. I'm just putting that out there. Good. I could do a Spanish fly. I could do a 450 splash. Rule number six, the fight isn't with your opponent, it is with yourself. I'll piss off. <laughs> it was my thought when I just heard that. <laughs> Rule number seven. Fights will go on as long as they have to. Sanctioned matches hit their times. Oh, this is just awful. And rule number eight. If you want to control your narrative, you have to fight. I, I could say something else there, but I won't. Um, I'm not endeared to this, to be honest. Mate, I've, I've, already, been... mu- I've already muted the, the official hashtag. I don't want to know anything about this unless we're doing it on this show and you tell me out of pure amusement. I, d- I do not care, I'm, literally. I, I, it's like, as, as much as, yes, it's, it's admiral to start a new wrestling promotion, I've not been endured. I mean, control your narrative stable, that would be kind of cool. Because then you could see that going to like ring to AEW or an impact or whatever. So as, like, as a as a name, like yeah. a br- as a brand name, it's actually a fairly creative one. Yeah, but just hearing that, just hearing, let alone you hearing you read it out, but just seeing what that says, it's like fights need to happen, matches hit their times. It's like, oh, piss off! It's like, hang on, sanctioned matches. Does that, mean, does that mean every match that happened is unsanctioned then? That means they won't have a ranking system. How will I know who the champion is, Jeremy? Only, who is con- only in a sanctioned match will you know who has got who, a good ranking. But who will control their narrative? Who will control their narrative in the project pit full of multicolored balls? <laughs> look, look, it's Ian. I'm not going to lie, mate. Just imagining that the project pit is just a ball pit is the best idea. All I'm thinking of now is Crash Holly is hardcore champion. That's all I can think of. Just, you just imagine like... The, the, the serious wrestlers they've got involved, like Easy Free and Braun and, and the former Braun Strowman, Adam Shear, just kind of getting all ang- getting ready to control their narratives, and then they both dive into the ball pond and then just throw throw the balls at each other. <laughs> control <Stop>. the narrative. <laughs> I can't swim. Swim. It's only supposed to be a couple of meters high, but I'm drowning. You were only supposed to jump in the ball pit. Sorry, the project pit. (laughs) (laughs) Rule three has been amended. Fights end when you tap out, get knocked out, can't stand, 
or quit or drown in the ball pit. <laughs> no, no, the project pit. The pro the project ball pit. <laughs> no, the project pit. Anyway. The project pit of balls. <laughs> Sure, why not? Why not? Why See, not? Honestly, that's the kind of wackiness I needed to end the show with. I'm not going to lie. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> no Ladies worries. and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us here today on Bunker Mania. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back same time next week. Until then, take care and have a wonderful week. Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Mm.